Hello, hello, once again, welcome back to another exciting episode of Eating for Energy and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Rita Haddad, holistic psychotherapist, naturopathic healer, and your biggest advocate for your health journey, bringing it back to basics so you can heal from within, spiritually, physically, biologically, psychologically, as naturally as possible because I truly believe that your body knows how to heal itself when given the right opportunity in most circumstances. So my friends, I have a very loaded episode for you today. And in fact, there's so much information that I want to share on this topic that I'm going to split it up into two parts. So make sure you come back next Thursday to hear part two of this episode because you will not want to miss all of this exciting, amazing information. So I want to share with you about the blue zones. If you haven't ever heard of the blue zones, they are five original areas around the world where people are living up to 124, up to 124 years old with no sickness, complications, or disease. These people are truly embodying the idea of dying naturally and dying gracefully. Um, which is nearly impossible to do anymore because there is just so much complication and sickness and disease that one thing leads to another leads to another, right? You catch pneumonia and um, it interacts badly with some pre-existing condition you have and pneumonia is what ends up killing you even though it's not the actual pneumonia virus that's killing you. It's the complication from the pneumonia interacting with something else. That's often what ends up happening. So <clears throat> the ideals in the blue zones fall in line 100% with what I'm teaching you here. Now, I first came across the blue zones, um, the zones themselves and the information and, and the book in 2018. So it's been a little while and there's so much to learn from how these people are living and how they're thinking and what their day-to-day -day lifestyle is like and the foods that they're eating and the way that they move their bodies in nature that we could all learn a thing or two. And if you are not familiar with the blue zones, we are lucky enough to have one of these five zones right here in the United States in Southern California. So I will be telling you all about each of the zones, where they are, and the lessons we can learn from each of the zones. And if you can make it through both of these episodes, this this week and next week, I will share with you a summation, nine lessons for living longer from the people who have lived the longest. So nine lessons that you can write down that you can take with you that were seen across all of these zones. So these are the top nine things that were consistent across each of these zones. Um, so it's very exciting information. And I recently read a study that was published in November 2023, so quite recently, that um, was the lead author on the study was Brandon Yan, who is a physician at UC San Francisco Medical School, as well as Harvard Chan School of Public Health. So those two universities co-authored this study because of this one um, investigator who is affiliated with both schools. Okay, so the study discovered that the lifespan in the United States has now dropped again, and we are now the 
have the, the shortest lifespan of all the wealthy westernized countries in the world. So the average lifespan for a male as of November 2023 is a low 73 years old, which how sad because you still have a lot of good years left when you're 73, I truly believe. And for women, it's 79 years. So there's been about an almost six-year gap between men and women since the 1970s. And uh, researchers don't quite understand why. I have my own hunches, but I will keep them private for now because they are for another day. <laughs> um, but researchers don't understand why women are living longer, but they have um, ideas and they are researching to find out more. So that's interesting, and I believe that 73 and 79 are still quite young, and I believe that you have a lot of years left to live at that time. I know many people who are older than 73 and older than 79 who are still very active and um, very healthy and drive and take good care of themselves and live alone or live with others and doing really, really surprisingly well for their age. They've beat the odds, so to say. So uh, Mr. Yan, the author of the study, had some interesting things to say. He said that advancements in medical treatments are no longer sufficient to counter the ongoing public health crisis. So that's why I'm here, right? Because medical treatments can only get you so far. And I believe that they are absolutely necessary in some circumstances, but not in all circumstances. And in most cases, your body knows exactly how to heal itself without medical treatments. Here's a direct quote from Dr. Brandon Yan, author of the Lifespan Study. We have a healthcare system that is very advanced in treating illnesses and advanced disease, but for the most part, it's not very good when it comes to preventative care. So that's what I'm all about here, folks. If you're listening to me, then you're interested in preventative care and you are in the right place. There's a lot of information out on the internet. It can be overwhelming. It can be scary and it's hard to know who to trust and it's up to you to find someone who speaks a language you can understand, someone who can give you information that sounds legitimate and that makes sense to you. Now, what I say may not make sense to everybody and that is perfectly okay. If you're listening, then I gather what I'm saying makes sense to you and bravo, keep listening and spread the message to friends and family who think a lot alike you because there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot going on and it's hard to know who to trust and it's hard to know what is fact from fiction. I recently had an experience where someone came to me, um, someone close to her was just diagnosed with a very severe type of cancer, which is very progressive, right? So people with this type of cancer generally don't live very long. So she came to me and was asking questions and I was offering her some of the advice that I could give her as far as, you know, these are some changes this person can make to prepare for surgery, right? Here's some information about boosting immunity. These are some natural ways that you can heal before and after surgery to help the cancer not to return, to help shrink it down so that this doesn't become a problem to extend this person's life. And she wrote back to me saying that someone had given her advice about using parasites to, to draw the cancer out. Now to her, this didn't make sense. I don't personally know people who have willingly and intentionally put parasites in their body to heal from cancer. 
Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. To me, that doesn't make sense. To this person who reached out to me, that didn't make sense. But because she didn't have enough information, she was considering it. Considering sharing it with this person in her life who had this cancer. So after speaking with me, she felt confident enough to to be able to listen to that inner voice that said, hey, wait, this doesn't quite make sense. And she decided it was not going to be an option for that loved one of hers. Um, she was not going to share it with that person and suggest that they do that. So, of course, I was glad that she made that choice because I personally don't believe that that's a um, good choice, but that's my own personal belief. And I don't shame or poo-poo anyone who makes that choice for themselves because I haven't done the research. I don't know whether it works or not. So that's just an example. Okay, let's get on to the blue zones. So there are five blue zones around the world. And within these five blue zones, they each have their own lessons for what works for them to induce longevity. So in other words, they each offer their own lessons of these are the top things that the people in this region are doing that are contributing to them living longer and free from sickness and disease. So let's talk about the first region, which is Sardinia, Italy. Sardinia, Italy is an island about 120 miles west of Italy's mainland. And the tagline for this region is where women are strong, family comes first, and health springs from the rugged hills. So the lessons we can learn from the people in Sardinia who are living up to 124 years old is eat a lean plant-based diet accented with meat, put family first, drink goat's milk, celebrate elders, take a walk, drink one to two glasses of red wine daily, and laugh with friends. Those all can be very important things for their own reasons, which I won't get into today because my goodness, time is of the essence. (laughs) The second place is Okinawa, Japan, which is also an island between the North Pacific and East China Sea. Um, The tagline is sunshine, spirituality, and sweet potatoes. Mm, Those all sound yummy to me. Um... And you know what? Okinawa, Japan is known for having some very special water. And if you stick around for the next few weeks, I'm going to do a complete episode on water, the secret of water, which is just fascinating and mind-blowing. And I can't wait to share that information with you. So come back and listen for the secret of water episode. And I'm going to mention Okinawa, Japan again, because this is just a truly special place. So the lessons we can learn from Okinawa is embrace ikagai, which is have a purpose or a reason for getting up every morning, rely on a plant-based diet, get gardening, eat more soy, maintain moai, which is secure social networks, enjoy sunshine, stay active, plant a medicinal garden, which I have more on that later also, and have an attitude. In other words, leave the past behind you and enjoy today. These are all amazing lessons to learn. They're easy things to do. There's nothing magical or outsourced or expensive about doing any of these things, which is what I love so much about the lessons in the Blue Zones. They're things that you and I can do every day, anytime, as long as we keep our mind focused on it. Um, The third location is Loma Linda, California, which is about 60 miles east of Los Angeles. Uh, And it's the only 
blue zone, that's not an island, but it is near the Pacific. It's just not an island, which is, I just made that connection. So the tagline is the longevity oasis in SoCal. Now I'm from Southern California and let me tell you, it is a huge metropolis. It's a sprawling area. It's busy. It's loud. It's chaotic. It's always on, right? And so to find a place like this nestled so close to all of that chaos was surprising for me when I first learned about it, but it was not surprising when I read about the things that the people in Loma, Lima, Loma Linda are doing to keep themselves healthy. These people are living some pretty incredible lives, and one thing is at the front of their longevity, and from what I know, it's something you'll want to think about for your own life. So let me get to their lessons. The lessons from Loma Linda. Find a sanctuary in time. In other words, take a break or a day off. It's necessary. It's essential. You need it. We all need it. Maintain a healthy BMI. I have my own personal thoughts on BMI. Um, I'll save that for another day though, but take that, take that loosely. Okay. Get regular, moderate exercise. Spend time with like-minded friends, snack on nuts, give something back, or participate in altruism, which is good for you, the person giving, and the person who's receiving. Eat meat in moderation. Eat an early and light dinner. This is something I've said many times before. Put more plants into your diet and drink plenty of water. So a lot of these centenarians, the people who are living to be more than 100 years old, centenarians, they... <laughs> They walk nonstop all the time everywhere. They walk to go visit their friends. If they're living in a skilled nursing facility or a cooperative living situation, they walk up and down the halls. And it's funny, I remember one story from when I read the book all those years ago of one woman who was, I believe she was about 104 or 102. She was, she was up there and she was walking up and down the halls with these little one pound, two pound weights in her hands. And at the end of the hall on one side, she had a glass of water. And every time she did a lap, she walked to the other end, turned around and came back. She would take a sip of water, walk to the other end, turn around, came back, take a sip of water. That is so important. It's so easy to get caught up in our day to day to carry our reusable bottle with us, but yet never drink from it. And there's also this toxic messaging about how much water you should drink, right? So you need to drink a certain amount and you should be drinking a certain amount. Well, I believe that we all know exactly how much water we need. And that's the amount that it's natural for you to drink every day without forcing yourself to drink more. Now, it's easy to say, I'll drink water later. I'll take a break and I'll make sure I have water. Then there's the occurrence where you naturally drink a certain amount that kind of stays consistent day to day. And then there's that amount where you're reminding yourself and you're forcing yourself to drink more. You need to find that healthy balance in the middle. So for me, for example, that's about 40 ounces. So I drink an average of about five to six cups a day naturally without even trying. That's my happy place with water and I feel good when I do that. Now I could drink more. I used to drink about 120 ounces a day. I used to drink 10 to 11 glasses a day. Um, and there were times when I needed that. And then there are definitely days where I'm lucky if I just get two to three cups a day. So you have to find that healthy balance, that, that place where it's natural for you and do that. And if you desire to increase 
then that's where you go. You it does you increase by half a cup to a cup a day if you can. And then when once you're maintaining that, you can increase more. But it has to be small, manageable baby steps to get there. You can't force yourself. It'll never work. Okay, next place is Nicoya, Costa Rica. Nicoya is on a peninsula on Costa Rica's Pacific coast. And the tagline is tortillas, beans, hard work, and is there something in the water? So again, four out of the five of these places are islands. The fifth place that's not an island is very close to the ocean. And so that gets you thinking what's in the water. So again, keep listening in a few weeks and I will share with you the secret of water and why water is so important, not just for drinking, but how amazing water is and how that relates to our health and well-being. It's so fascinating. I promise you, you won't want to miss it. So the lessons we can learn from Nicoya, Costa Rica, have a plan de vida. So a strong sense of purpose. This is similar to what we learned in Okinawa, Japan. Keep focus on family. Drink plenty of hard water. So hard water is full of minerals and calcium, which is why we soften it because it calcifies on our tile and on our shower doors and it makes our hair feel funny and it makes our skin feel funny because it's hard water. So we want to soften it to get that soft, silky feeling and we want our clothes to come out of the wash and dryer feeling soft because of the soft water. Well, all the minerals in the hard water are exactly the minerals that your body needs. So they recommend we drink plenty of hard water. Keep a focus on family. Eat a light dinner. Maintain social networks. Keep hard at physical work. Get some sensible sun and embrace a common history. And the last original blue zone is Ikara, Greece. It's an island 30 miles west off the coast of Turkey in the Aegean Sea. The tagline for it for um, Ikara, Greece is where people forget to die. I think people are living the longest here, which is just amazing and fascinating. And there's a whole bunch of different reasons why. The lessons we learn from here are drink some goat's milk, mimic mountain living. So in other words, do mindless exercise and mindless activities such as gardening, walking, and yard work. Keep your body active in a way that feels good and meaningful to you. And that's what they mean by maintain or mimic mountain living. Eat a Mediterranean diet, stock up on herbals, so such as teas and spices, take a nap or rest every day, fast occasionally, and make family and friends a priority. So you can see here, my friends, that there are a lot of commonalities between each of these five places. The five places are all over the world. You can see that there's no rhyme or reason why one place is chosen and another place is chosen because they don't share similar cultures. They don't share similar diets for the most part. There might be similar components to the diet, but not the entire diet itself. They don't share similar lifestyles. They, they definitely don't share sp similar spiritual values. And so what is it that our allowing people to live so long and so healthy in each of these five places that seem to be chosen at random all around the world. There are nine commonalities that I want to share with you here today. Nine lessons. Here they are. Write these down. Grab your pen and paper and write these down because these are things that you and I can do every day to extend our longevity. 
Move naturally. Be active without having to think about it. Number two, hara hachibu. Painlessly cut calories by 20% by stopping eating when you're about 80% full. So a lot of the work that I do with people around my eating psychology and around teaching them to heal their relationship to food, body, and weight revolves around harahachibu, which is learn to listen to your body, listen for your hunger and fullness cues, and stop when you're 80% full. Now, 80% full feels like, okay, I feel fullness coming on. I definitely have room to continue eating, but if I stop here, I no longer feel hungry and I'm not going to die of starvation. That's a great place to stop because your stomach is neither too full, your appetite is neither too shut down, and your hormones are neither too out of whack that you can still digest your food in the normal two to four to six hours that it takes to digest and have regular sensations of hunger at normal intervals throughout your day to keep your body fueled as it needs to in order for you to live, have energy to move, and also for cellular repair. That's what you want, my friends. Okay, number three, plant slant, avoid meat and processed foods. I have something to say about this. I've been a vegetarian for over 30 years, so I don't have a problem with meat and I'm not going to tell you not to eat meat, I actually believe that some people need meat to thrive. Now, this is based on your personal genetics. So this is why paleo and keto work for some people and don't work for some people. This is why being a vegetarian or a vegan work for some people and don't work for some people. It is purely based on your genetics. And so it's easy to say, avoid meat or cut out meat, but some people truly need meat. And you will not thrive without it. However, some people shouldn't have meat because of their genetics. And if they're eating meat, it's going to make them sick. And so I want you to take statements like that that come from books and authors and studies with a grain of salt because people are not spending a whole lot of time researching the genetics between or the connection, I should say, between genetics and food, there is a very small subset of researchers that are um, researching that. And so I want you to hear that, and then I want you to think about how meat feels inside of your body to determine whether it's something you need to keep in your diet or adjust, okay? And even within that, specific types of meat, right? So does chicken feel good? Does red meat feel good? Um, Does fish feel good? What kind of fish feels good? Oh, I noticed when I eat shellfish, I don't feel good. Okay, so don't eat shellfish anymore, but keep eating the, f- the fish that does feel good to you. Okay, my friends, so it's all about listening to your body. If you want to know more about this, or if you have questions about yourself, please visit me at SantaAnimaWellness.com. Fill out a contact form about halfway down on the homepage and send me your questions because this is my specialty. This is my area of expertise, and this is where the real work happens with people. Okay. Number four out of the nine. So we have move naturally, harahachibu, plant slant, grapes of life, drink red wine in moderation. Again, listen to your body. If you've got conditions with your liver or your pancreas, you probably shouldn't drink red wine. This is a general, um, one of the general values that's consistent across these five zones. Purpose now. Take time to see the big picture and have a purpose in life, even if it's just for the day. Many, many people today in the Western world 
They wake up feeling aimless and hopeless because they say, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I hear I hear people in their 40s and 50s say, when I grow up, I want to be or I want to do. And so you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to know even what your next step is. But if you wake up in the morning with a purpose for your day, like today I want to accomplish nothing because I need to slow down and I need to just have one day to do nothing. Or today I want to um, try making a new meal. Or today I want to, whatever the situation is for you, today I want to make it through the day without crying. Have a purpose for your day. Have a goal for your day. That is a great starting place. Okay, downshift, take time to relieve stress. So a lot of these cultures, they either siesta, they take a nap in the middle of the day, or they take a complete day off. When you think of biblically in the Old and New Testaments, they take one day off. They either take the Sabbath or they take Sundays off as a holy day where they don't work. And they use that time to reflect on their spirituality. They use that time to connect with their source. They use that time to... um, be with friends and family, which is so super important. And even if none of those things resonate with you, take time off. It shouldn't have to be something that you schedule, but you may need to schedule it in the beginning, in the early days of getting there where it becomes regular. Okay, number seven, belong. Participate in a spiritual community. Even if you don't find yourself as a spiritual person, find like-minded individuals and be with them. Find people who share your values on life and on death and on what your spirituality means to you, whatever that may be. If you're religious, if you're agnostic, if you're atheist, if you're Wiccan, whatever the case may be, find people who think like you as far as spirituality goes. Number eight, put your loved ones first. Make family and good friends a priority. This is so important. This is this was mentioned in every single one of the Blue Zones. And number nine, find the right tribe. Be surrounded by those who share your Blue Zone values. Now, this is not a push for the Blue Zone book. This is a push for finding the people who enjoy moving naturally like you do find the people who enjoy eating the way that you do find people who enjoy um, being social and the people who have similar purposes in life find the people who enjoy taking days off and spending time with their loved ones that's what that means find the people who think like you do as far as these blue zone principles and those my friend are the keys to living a long, healthy life. Now, if you're already in a state of complicated health, it will take some time to get back to these purposeful places of value, but it is not impossible. You can do it with help from family, friends, loved ones, um, a great strong support network, or you can find a, a clinician or a health practitioner such as myself or someone who works along the same lines to help you get there. Someone who will be a guide and a mentor and a support for you and a, and also a valuable resource to get you to where you want to go. You are not doomed and you are not destined to fail just because you have complicated health. It just means we need to bring you back to baseline, which is possible. You can do this. I've seen miracles happen with my own eyes. I've seen people go from sick 
and unwell and in chronic pain to completely healthy and vibrant and no signs of sickness or disease physiologically or biologically in their body or even mentally. So you can do it, my friends. It takes a lot of work, but it is possible. And I'm here to show you that that's a possibility for you. So thank you for listening. I welcome you back next week for more information on the Blue Zones. I can't wait to share with you. I've got so many juicy episodes coming up this year, and I hope you'll stick around. Episodes are released every Thursday on the Diamond Network, Spotify, Substack, Apple, um, Amazon Music. You can find me pretty much anywhere. So join me for another episode next week. I can't wait to share so much more valuable information with you. I thank you for being here, my friends, and I will catch you on the other side.